Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. A lot to talk about with Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated. We've got some good stuff to talk about eventually, but... We begin with the breaking news from last night, and this is something Mike has mentioned that was probably on the horizon, and it happened last night. Five-star edge rusher from Tampa, Keon Keeley, the marquee member of the class of 2023 for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, announced he was decommitting from Notre Dame, and the expectation is maybe he's on his way to Alabama. We'll see if that's the case or not. Well, Mike... I know Irish fans are a little frustrated right now to have this premier talent in the class. was very exciting, but there was always a feeling that this is one that could eventually walk away from Notre Dame, and it happened last night. Put things into perspective why you think Keon Keeley is no longer a member of this fighting Irish class. Uh, yeah, Darren, to start, it's, it's just not good news for Notre Dame. I'm not the obvious point, but... I mean, I don't. There's so many different angles here. Yeah, your your question about why. I mean, that's obviously a a question only Keon can answer. I know. Any time right now in recruiting, there's a decommitment. College football fans are going to say it's nio, and whether that's the case for Keon Keeley, you know, I, again, I can't speak on that. Only only he could. I I know when Dylan Edwards, the four star uh, running back decommitted from Kansas State just to flip to Notre Dame. I know Kansas State fans are saying, oh, it's NIL, the Fighting Irish is bottom of You know, whatever it may be um, that they said. I certainly saw it on Twitter a lot. That's not the case, but that's that's just kind of the general reaction right now. Um, Alabama is obviously a, a, a school that's, that's tough to turn down, and I, I would guess that he's going to end up there. We'll see. Um, and another facet of this, Dan, is that this a lot of colleges across the country do not want their committed players to officially visit other schools and say, and this is what Notre Dame is doing, and again, this is not unique to the Fighting Irish under Mark Freeman. If you visit another school and you're committed here, we don't view you as a commit anymore. I think that's just kind of a logical thing to do so that you don't get left at the altar on National Signing Day without a backup plan like Notre Dame had last year with Amarion Walker. Um, he flipped, C.J. Williams flipped at the last minute, and it's like, okay, now you're signing just one receiver when you needed three or four. So it, it's kind of a situation where it's better that Keeley be committed now rather than a week before National Signing Day, uh, it, it, and now you're having to you know, scramble very late 
um, or it's a case of receiver last year, you don't even have any time to scramble and sign another player. So um, I, I think if you know Notre Dame didn't have this policy, I still think Keeley, you know, flips eventually. It just kind of pushed up the timeline of when that would happen. So um, again, Darren, tough news here for Notre Dame. It's one that you know I know Irish fans are scratching their head and being like, why'd you even commit in the first place? You know, if this is how you, you know, if you, you're just going to go decommit. couple things there. One, Notre Dame pushed the commitment. They really wanted him to commit um, to keep him away from other schools because, you know, his recruitment is only going to blow up more, you know, heading into his junior season. Um, again, he committed to the Irish last summer. Um, so, again, that's, this is something they wanted to happen. And, two, this is just modern-day recruiting, Darren. I mean, players commit. And decommit. It's 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 not like a lot of other sports where once you commit, it's done. I, I would say that's baseball, but I feel like I've seen a couple of decommits for the Irish year lately. This is just kind of recruiting now, and it's very prevalent in football for sure. Mike, here's my two takeaways. Number one, it wasn't like he was just flirting with Notre Dame. He made five trips, I believe, to South Bend. He spent time with the coaches. He spent time with other recruits. And the second thing is, it seems like Notre Dame didn't do anything wrong. This is just one of those circumstances where a kid committed early, looked around, and found some things that also interest him. Yeah, I'm I'm sure the Notre Dame staff is kind of sitting back and thinking, man, what, what, what could have been different that you know, we could have done to, to keep them or whatever. But, you know, I don't know if that's fair to them. Like, I don't know what they really could have done differently to, to keep them committed, uh, you know, on, on, unless there was going to be a, you know, what just a major NIL thing. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know what Notre Dame could have done differently here. Uh, I don't even think that Mike Elston staying on staff would have made a difference one way or the other because Keeley really likes Al Washington, and they even had a relationship when Washington was at Ohio State. So, yeah, Darren, I, I, I agree that I don't know really what else Notre Dame could have done differently to avoid this outcome other than, again, NIL being this just kind of weird aura in recruiting right now. It's just kind of everyone's always talking about it. It's such an unknown. Um, there's just not a strong market, um, you know, in, in terms of like what, what these players are worth. And uh, yeah, we could talk about NIL for a while there. One more follow-up question as we talk about Keon Keeley decommitting from the Fighting Irish. Mike, in your opinion, where do the Irish stand with edge rushers in this 23 and also the 24 class? Yeah, I'll definitely be writing about this, excuse me, at blueandgold.com in the next 15 hours or so. So uh, make sure to check that out at blueandgold.com. We'll kind of have an update on uh, what my sources are saying in terms of what the staff thinks. And and I did share a few names of of players to keep an eye on at blueandgold.com Wednesday night, so you could read that already. Um, But, uh, yeah, they obviously have work to do. They need another Viper, at least one in this recruiting class with Keeley out. It's, Notre Dame doesn't have a ton of Vipers. They did move Josh Burnham from linebacker to Viper. Um, what is that, back in the spring? So that added a little bit of depth there. But um, they have three commitments, all guys who are either 
strong side ends or three tacks or you know a nose tackle, some hybrid players, they definitely need some help out on that weak side defensive end, that viper role, as Notre Dame calls it. He is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Let's stick with the 23 class, another high-profile player, Peyton Bowen, another young man that has been looking at other programs. I think a lot of Irish fans are nervous about whether he's going to stick with Notre Dame, and I'm looking at your on-three projection board. It seems like Notre Dame's number has gone down just a little bit the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that RPM, the recruiting prediction machine at on three. You know, Oklahoma and Texas A&M have picked up some percentage points. Notre Dame's still the leader at 61%. But I, I think that's that's probably pretty darn accurate for just being an algorithm. I mean, I would probably say, someone asked me my projections on where Notre Dame is at, I'd probably say about 60, 60 to 70% chance that Notre Dame is going to land Peyton Bowen. I don't really like doing percentage chances, though, uh, because who the heck knows? It's recruiting. But um, I, I do feel like the Irish are, are in a pretty good spot. The thing with both Keeley and Bowen was, you know, they both visited these SEC schools, other powers programs at the end of July. And the thing was just get through it. Just get through it unscathed. Get to the season. Let them focus on their senior seasons. Get them back to campus um, for, for a game day experience in the fall and just kind of weather the storm. You know, it's a couple of weeks, you know, three weeks since the Keeley's Bama visit. And, you know, that one's not looking good. Bowen, that seems to be the case. You know, seems, things seem to have settled down there. I'm sure OU and A&M reporters still feel like, you know, that uh, Bowen's going to end up flipping. Um, but from what I'm told, things are looking good for the Irish here. Um, still going to be a battle. It's still a who the heck knows, but as of today, uh, Notre Dame is, you know, still very much um, or has a hold of this five-star player. Okay, so there's some good news for you. Let's now for focus now. on. Knows, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Let's focus on the start of high school football. All these guys we've been talking about—they're now preparing for their high school seasons. Let's get into some Irish commitments and some guys that we should really watch out for during this high school football season. Well, I've got eight right okay. off the bat, and I'm going to write this article at blueandgold.com as well, you know, in the coming few days. So I think this is important. Like, there's a lot of, like, in Notre Dame recruiting, all of us recruit Knicks uh, who are crazy enough to follow this stuff on a daily basis. We often forget about the committed players. It's either we talk about the targets or the players who might be flipping from Notre Dame. So let's, you know, there's a guy like Brennan Vernon, uh, defensive lineman from Mentor, Ohio, who's Notre Dame's second commit in the class. He committed a day after Keeley, so maybe soon enough he'll be the first commit. We'll see. Um, but um, he's someone who just kind of doesn't get talked about. He's just, you know, he's not going to camps. He doesn't really do interviews kind of falling down in the rankings a little bit doesn't have junior tape out there um but i'm very intrigued with what brendan vernon's senior season will look at look like i mean when i saw him play last fall he's probably around 270 pounds i think now he's closer to 300 pounds or you know 290 ish he's a big dude um so he's transitioned to being like a five or three technique into being a you know a nose tackle or you know a three tech like he's 
definitely projecting more to an interior player. So I want to see what Brennan Vernon looks like this fall. Braylon James is another guy who is very, very talented, tests very well, um, but this four-star receiver from the Austin, Texas area didn't play for a great high school team last season, so I think that hurt his production a good bit. He transferred to Stony Point in Round Rock, Texas, so Braylon James is definitely someone to keep an eye on. Micah Bell, a 5'11", 170-pound uh, cornerback from the Houston area, on three as a ranked as a three-star. Some of the other sites have him ranked as a big-time four-star player. Like, what does his cornerback progression look like? He's more of a running back at the high school level. You don't see a ton of him at corner in, on his high school highlight tapes. I'm really intrigued to see, you know, what he looks like as a defender, as a senior. Bubakar Traore, kind of like Brendan Vernon, we don't talk about him a ton. On three, he's ranked as a top 100 player. Want to see, you know, more of him this fall. Jaden Osberry is a guy who's, you know, early on in the cycle we thought this linebacker might be, a five-star caliber player. He's only six foot, 202 pounds. He's not the biggest inside backer, um, but looking forward to seeing what kind of output he has as a senior. I think he had a good summer camp circuit in in the spring, um, but leading that uh, a very good defense, University Lab in Baton Rouge. Uh, Jaden Osbury, a guy I think has the potential to shoot up the rankings. Just bear with me, guys. A couple more. Ben Minnick, a three-star safety um, from Cincinnati, Lakota West, committed to Notre Dame in late, or excuse me, early August. You know, one of those, you know, three-star guys who I think has potential um, to rise up the rankings. Um, so who'll be a, a big one to keep an eye on? And, and then, I mean, this one's kind of obvious. This, this is CJ Carr, <laughs> just a quarterback. I'm going to go see him play here in a couple weeks. I'm super stoked about my trip to uh, Detroit to see him in action. Um, you know, he, he, when I've seen him in person, he just looks so smooth. What, what is it like in person under the lights when guys are flying at you? I'm looking forward to that. Very interesting. All right. Let's talk about a couple of guys that are on the Notre Dame roster that you followed their recruitment. Just want to get some basic thoughts from you and we'll start with Tyler Buckner. He's been a major storyline all off season, obviously, he was battling Drew Pine for the starting quarterback position. You saw him play out in California. You watched the video of Tyler Buckner. We saw him play last year, had over 30 pass attempts. That's it. Was a good running back for this team at the quarterback position. So what are your thoughts on Tyler Buckner winning the starting job and your thoughts on the type of player we might see play for the Fighting Irish this year? Yeah, first of all, it was obviously wasn't much of a, a surprise. Um, you know, I, I think Drew Pine is is got a limited ceiling as a quarterback, just just based on his God given, um, you know, physical stature. I think he, you know he's got fantastic moxie um, and throws a darn good football. Um, but you know, I, I I think he's more just a, a kind of a spark plug kind of guy for the, for the Notre Dame offense if they need him. Or if Buckner goes down, guys, Buckner has that knock on wood. Buckner's got a history of injuries um, going back the past few years. I mean, he was dinged up a lot last year, tripped down some stairs, you know, and missed the spring game, um, tore an ACL um, as a sophomore in high school. So just going to, again, knocking on wood. He's going to, he's a running quarterback. He's going to take some hits. So um, I think Drew Pine is, whether it's, 
Buckner, you know, being ineffective or, or, or Buckner getting hurt, I think we're going to see Drew Pine this season. Buckner has got all the talent in the world. He really does. Um, from covering him in high school and talking to sources around the program, there's a lot of excitement about Buckner, but there's also a feeling of, you know, he is, uh, for as widely, as wildly talented he is, there's going to be bumps. It's going to be a roller coaster. There's going to be good. Um, he's going to, you know, break off a 35 yard run. That should have been a sack. And then he could throw a pick six on the next play. You'd, it's, I, I really do think it's, it's, and I feel pretty strongly about it. It's just going to be an up and down season from him. So you just hope that, you know, that talent uh, that he has outweighs some of the mistakes that he might make there. You know, one thing that's concerned me, and I want you to jump in to see if I'm being unfair but you take a look at this football team. They have playoff aspirations this year. You talk about Buckner getting ready to be the guy at quarterback. And when you've got a young quarterback, it sure would be nice to have some very dependable veteran receivers to help him out. But you take a look at where we are right now. The sophomore class is exciting. I mean, there's some really talented guys in there with Styles Colsey, and, and it seems like Jaden Thomas is coming on strong. Avery Davis, an older guy, goes down with an injury. Lindsey has been up and down throughout his career. Mike, there's just a hole, it seems like, in recruiting between the Lindsey Davis group and this sophomore group that could really make the difference in this season, trying to help Tyler Buckner be more effective throwing the football. When you think you got Michael Mayer, who's going to get so much attention this year, there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities for these receivers. So I'm just very concerned that, inability to recruit or develop for two years at the wide receiver position could be costly. Fair? For a while, there's 2019 and 2020 recruiting classes. Notre Dame didn't have a single receiver left from that, from those groups. Now it's with Xavier Watts, you know, being spotted yeah. at practice uh, on Wednesday um, at receiver moving, uh, came in as receiver, then moved to, you know, a rover safety role. Now he's back at receiver. Notre Dame, you know, definitely needed that body. There's a lot of speculation whether it be like him or Jaden Bellamy. Both guys played, you know, high, high school receiver. I, I think Watts is the right move there. Um, yeah, Darren, it, it's not looking good. Uh, you're going to need someone like Jabran Payne, who I think can help out in slot receiver. Um, he's a, a freshman running back for the Irish who came in late in the 2022 cycle. You know whether it's you know, Chris Tyree or Logan, whoever, some of these running backs. And what about a freshman tight end? Freshman tight end, whether it's Holden State. I was at practice last Thursday. Holden State looked fantastic. Eli Raritan's a freak show, but is he going to be 100 percent this this September? I, I don't know. Kane Barong, I'm a big believer in him. Me I too. think that he can play some of these receiver spots. So you, you, Kevin Bauman, so you have good depth at running back and tight end. Um, you'd feel a lot better if you had Avery Davis, though. That that's for sure yeah. to help out and you know in that kind of slot role. But Dion Colsey, Darren, I hadn't seen him. Guys, remember I cover the recruiting beat. I'm not going to all these practices right. and, and Notre Dame games. I'm at high school games. I hadn't seen Dion Colsey in two years. I was stunned at how big he was. I mean, the dude looks fantastic. So there is talent, but what, what you said there is unproven. We, you know, we just don't know about these guys. I mean, even like your veterans, Joe Wilkins and Braden Lindsey, eh, 
you know, very talented. I love Joe Wilkins. History of injuries, not a ton of production. I mean, thankfully Notre Dame has Michael Mayer, but I think he's going to get doubled a lot, like, like you know, kind of alluded to. Good news is we have Chancey Stuckey now as the wide receiver coach, and recruiting is turning around, it looks like, at the wide receiver position. Finally, there's a lot of buzz about Audric Estime, a guy that I think there's been some NFL teams that has two running backs that's thunder and lightning, a big guy and a fast guy. I feel like he's a combination of both. He is thunder and lightning. How intrigued are you to see this guy get an opportunity to consistently get the football this year? Darren, um, I've told this story before, so I'll keep this quick. Um, back in, uh, I want to say, fall of 2020, estimate senior season of high school, I'm watching Steve Angeli's high school team play against Audric Estimate. I didn't know who Estimate was. He was committed to Michigan State. Notre Dame was not on the radar to recruit him. And, you know, Angeli would come off the field and, and Estimate's team would go on offense and kids just kept breaking these big runs. I'm like, who is this <laughs> Leonard Fournette? And if, for folks watching on YouTube, this is the game right here. It breaks an 80-yard touchdown run. Like, who the heck is this kid? Uh, and Notre Dame was watching him as well, clearly, um, because they ended up offering him close to signing day and flipped him from the Spartans. Um, and, oh, man, when I saw him at practice last week, boy, did he look impressive. I, what a man. I mean, he's not a dude. He's a grown man. Um I mean, yeah, he, he he's pretty confident, too. He's talking about, you know, all the different kind of NFL running backs that he thinks, you know, he has these similar skill sets. Um, you know, don't don't call him a power back because he can move Audrey Estime in line for a big sophomore season. It's a, it's a good group with Logan Diggs. We saw some impressive things from his last year. You know, we all know Chris Tyree's talent, his speed. Just got to keep that young man healthy. Audric Estime, though, you know, he's going to be a workhorse. And he is going to be a pain in the neck for defenses in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame has the lead, and they're trying to run out the clock. You give that guy the football against some defensive linemen and linebackers that are basically eating mosquitoes because they're out of breath, he is the perfect guy to run over those guys. All right, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, of course, has you covered during fall camp, and now we're just a couple of weeks away from the start of the season. Yeah, it's going to be awesome coverage. You know, we have a really good team at Blue and Gold, so between you know, all of our YouTube content, podcasts, written content, magazine, you know, no one doesn't like Blue and Gold. I'm a little bit biased, but that's, uh, that's in my humble opinion. So definitely go to the site, $1 for one year, premium access. I'm telling you guys – I, I don't think it'll be around in September. So if you haven't signed up to the site yet, um, again, it's a dollar for your first year. You get all of the premium access um, of our articles. You get the loose emoji message board where you can talk with thousands of other Notre Dame fans as well as communicate with our staff. I post on there all the time. So uh, definitely head to blueandgold.com and check it out. Have a good rest of the week. Always appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Darren. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. More Budweiser's weekday sports beat coming up next on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Today. 